death surrenders us totally to God and makes us enter into God. We must, in return, surrender ourselves to death with an absolute love and self-abandonment. Since when death comes, all we can do is surrender ourselves completely to the love and guidance of God. Jesuit priest and paleontologist, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin. The last half a decade or more of my life has been one long lesson in learning what it means to die well. A lesson that from my vantage point seems to exist in some form of seemingly endless cycle of death and resurrection. It is hard to believe that so much blessing and so much seemingly curse can happen in such a short period of time that our vapor, our breath, our brief moment of a life can contain so much wonder and so much heartbreak, so much good and beautiful and true and so much broken pain and loss. It is almost unbelievable to me the depths of beauty and pain that have existed side by side in my life over the last several years specifically this last year of my life on this pale blue dot we call a planet. We are told by St. John of the Cross that this is normal. For those, it, you know, and even, even beyond John of the Cross, that life, there's suffering, there's pain. It's a part, it's hard to look around and not realize that it, to, to not see that it is a normal part of what it means to be human and live in this world. But St. John of the Cross says that these, this cycle of death and resurrection, this um, that comes that seems like it's never ending, um, is, is not only just normal to the human condition, but it is especially normal for those who have been graced with the experience of the dark night of the senses, and even more so those who have traveled and pilgrimaged through the more difficult journey that comes with the dark night of the soul. In the last year, my life has been incredibly difficult, but unimaginably beautiful. It has been one step forward and two steps back. It has been leaps forward. It has been anxiety-riddled, but full of laughter and joy and gratitude. Some of you know the story because I talked about it at the first of the year. But I'm going to talk about it again in this episode because some things are changing. But the last year, I lost my job that I loved, working with people that I loved, at a church that I loved. My family lost their home. We had to use all of our savings to sustain us for a few months. And so we didn't have enough money for rent. So we bought a camper and we lived in a camper. 
which was fun for someone who's a minimalist like me, uh, but was difficult on my family. I spent a night in the hospital in August for what we assumed was a heart attack at the age of 27. I got a book deal. I got a new and amazing job. I couldn't make edits on the book because my anxiety was so high and life was so stressed, so it didn't get finished and it didn't get released. That amazing job, uh, I, for I, the amazing job called that I move across the country, which was an amazing adventure. We broke down <laughs> halfway. Um, we came here with no home, so we pulled our camper and we lived in it. We finally, after six months of the camper, moved into a home. I got accepted into Richard Rohr's Living School program with a full scholarship. I got a raise at my new job after taking on communications work. We moved into a house. I failed at relaunching this very podcast. We had family members who sustained us from 22 hours away, knowing that we were struggling. A few months into the house, we realized financially it wasn't viable and that we were going to have to move back into the camper. The camper of which that we went nearly two weeks without running water through the winter because it never got above freezing long enough for our pipes to thaw. The camper that was cramped and barely could keep warm. The camper that we loved, but moving back would have felt like defeat. We were struggling. In the house, we were struggling to pay our propane bills. Our wood-burning stove was broken, so we couldn't use firewood. I wrote a resignation letter. But before I could give it, after Easter, after Easter Sunday, where I didn't sit through service, despite being on the payroll, because my anxiety was so high, the Easter Sunday that I felt like the tomb was still locked shut. A few days later, after writing my resignation letter, someone in the congregation knew we were struggling and offered to provide us with enough money for us to stay afloat for the next several months. All I did was weep. Beauty again in the middle of pain. We felt love and welcome from a faith community as a whole family in a way that we had not in years, which was huge for me, for my wife to feel welcomed. And I just could not wrap my head around it. How could God have brought us all the way out here for us to just struggle and have to go back to Alabama with our tails between our legs saying we failed? But because of that person's generous offer and because of, the, of a community that has loved us and welcomed us and accepted us and brought us into their fold and because of friends who have sustained us on this side of the country in ways that we could never have imagined for making it. And it seems like we are slowly climbing out of that dark, the shadow of death, <laughs> that valley that is the dark night of the soul day by day. And so over the last year, so much good has happened. So much beauty, so much laughter, so much joy, so many tears, so much heartache, so many anxiety attacks and depressive episodes. So many times that everything around us seemed hopeless, but a hope that wouldn't let go of, but even still, we had a hope that wouldn't let go of us. 
wouldn't let go of me. With every breath, it almost felt like we were inhaling death and exhaling resurrection. It was like seeing the first signs of spring over and over again, but never seeing the flowers come to full fruition for so much of this last year. It has been a wild one. And honestly, I don't think we're necessarily out of the woods quite yet. I mean, just last week, I had to take out a loan to save our dog's life. Luckily, he's cute, and he's a part of our family. But man, to be so little, he has cost so much money. You know, before you think this is some sob story, this is not. I'm sharing all of this with you because in the middle of all the chaos, in the brokenness, in the death, in the pain, there has been hope. And there has been joy and there has been life. And I'm thankful for every step of the way. All of this is really to say that I think I'm finally getting it. That over the last five, six, seven years, and especially this last year, I've talked about learning to die well and letting the grains of wheat, as Jesus has said, fall to the earth so that new life can come, so that they won't, it won't remain alone. But honestly, I don't think I've done that. I've spoken it, but I've not lived it. I've clung to everything. You can ask my wife. Endings are not something I'm good at. I cling to things because ends scare the hell out of me. But I think I'm finally figuring it out. I've desperately been playing kind of this sick game of necromancy, trying to resuscitate things in my life that just needed to die over and over and over. My idealized versions of this podcast, my ministry, my family, my own self, where I should be in this life, what our bank account should look like, the things I should have accomplished. I've had all these ideas that have dictated who I am and have robbed so much joy from me. I'm finally understanding that there's, it's time to let things die because, as I've said before, nothing that doesn't die will ever be resurrected. And that doesn't sound like good news at first, but it is, I promise. I've said that phrase a lot over the last several years, but I'm just now learning to let that happen. Teilhard says that when death comes, that we, the necessary thing is surrender. We have to let go. We have to let the grains of wheat fall to the earth so that they will not remain alone. And that is exactly what I'm doing. Well, at least trying. In so many areas, I'm having to surrender those idealized portraits and understandings of certain things to this cycle of death so that they even have the chance to be resurrected. One of those things is Lessons from Dead Guys. I love Lessons from Dead Guys. It has been such an important part of my own spiritual formation and faith journey. But as it currently is, clinging to life um, at best, it cannot continue. I tried to relaunch in the beginning of the year. I released three episodes that I was very proud of. But then a depressive episode hit when I realized that our money was not going to be enough. Our income was not enough to keep us afloat. And I buried it, and I let go of everything that was distracting me, and I poured all of my time and energy in trying to generate more income. And so, naturally, 
the podcast fell away once again after a brief glimpse of hope. After a brief budding, it was stomped out and smashed out. And it died again. Well, kind of. And I keep working on behind the scenes, just planning and planning to get behind the microphone, to get behind, to get all these transcripts that I've written over months and months recorded for people that I feel like would benefit from them and enjoy them. And I just couldn't do it. It was difficult. But now, God is making ways out of no ways. God is bringing up what feels to be rivers in the desert and in the wastelands of our lives. And because of that, I'm finally, I think in a mental space, I'm finally at a place where I can breathe fully even though I thought that I could at the first of the year. I was wrong. I didn't know what would lie ahead of me in February and March. And I definitely didn't know the things that God was already working on for April and May to sustain us and carry us forward and to show us that God had been working for our good, even if we couldn't see it. I didn't know any of those things. So, over the last couple of months of healing and redreaming and thinking, I realized that Lessons from Dead Guys has to die, which is kind of funny to me. But will there still be a podcast? Absolutely. I'm recording this one right now. So, yes, there will still be a podcast. There will still be things uh, being produced. But from here on out, instead of it being the Lessons from Dead Guys brought podcast brought to you by exile liturgy it's just going to be signpost which is the name of the email newsletter that i've had for some time it is signpost because at the end of the day everything that i've done all the episodes i've produced all the devotionals the content i've made my earnest prayer has always been that it would just be a signpost for you on your journey that it would help you move further on through the wilderness in your exploration of what it means to follow Jesus or be a person of faith. And so it felt fitting in transitioning to move to the name signpost. That said, uh, you think, well, that's just a name change. Well, it is a name change, and it's a vision change in some aspects. But it is a death because even though Lessons from Dead Guys is going to live on in a special segment called Lessons from Dead Folks, which just sounds so much cool, just so much better coming out of my southern <laughs> dialect <laughs> with all my southern twang than Lessons from Dead Guys does. And it's more inclusive of my family members in the faith and in the world that don't necessarily feel like the word guys is inclusive of their identity. But that said, the show will be different. There will be the segment Lessons from Dead Folks periodically. There won't be weekly episodes because right now in my life, it's just not sustainable. And this is something I want to continue doing and not be burnt out doing. But you can expect a couple episodes a month. The big change, which isn't a really big change because I've interviewed people multiple times, but that a lot of the episodes, um, as I can make time to schedule these conversations with people, are going to focus on the journeys of other people and not just my own. I want to be able to talk with these people and find out where they've come from 
and where they're going and the people that have shaped them, the things that have brought them to the places they are in their faith journey. The structure will be less formal and more flowing so that the Spirit can do as she pleases with this podcast and work. You can expect a couple episodes a month with interviews um, dispatched randomly throughout, as well as more, I wouldn't say seasonal, but batch episodes. So I'm working on something called Tayard for Today, which will be a six-episode special that will all just be released at once. Uh, So it won't be a weekly thing. It'll be done, and then I'll just hit publish, and then you'll be able to listen as you see fit. And so there'll be some segments like that where I want to dive in more specifically on a topic or a person. So Teilhard or you know some other saint that is, uh, or someone from church history who has shaped me, or maybe a topic again like hell or salvation or you know what what all the t- atonement theories we have or, or things like that. Um, And you can just expect those kind of randomly. I have some ideas, but I'm in no rush to get, you know, months worth of stuff recorded today. I'm excited about the more conversations. Um, Actually, just a few days after this is released, the first conversation will be published with my longtime Twitter friend, Mason Meninga, who has a podcast called Religionless Church, which is a very interesting podcast that I totally recommend you check out. So that's kind of the future. I'm playing it by ear. I'm listening to the spirit. And I'm putting my hands back to the plow, but in a way that is sustainable for me and my family and for this work. I totally understand if you write all of this off. I mean, how many times have you heard this spill from me? How many times has this happened? But that said... Not to make too many excuses for myself. Life has been kind of hell off and on for, for a while. It's been heaven too, because every step of the way to heaven is heaven, but it has been hard. It has been difficult in ways that this short episode can never fully detail. So if you write me off, I get it. I totally understand. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I hope this time it'll be different. If you don't care to hang around to see, then please know that I do not hold it against you, even in the slightest. And that I am so thankful that you've journeyed with me this long, off and on, through the absolute craziness that has been my life and this podcast and what it's looked like. Thank you so much. I really can't express my gratitude enough that you would take any time out of your day to listen to another white dude with a podcast (laughs) talking to a microphone about theology and faith and spirituality. Because, I mean, Lord knows there's plenty plenty of white dudes with a podcast out there who think they know what they're doing. Um, Hopefully, I don't come across like I think I know what I'm doing because I don't. That said... Thank you so much. All of the Lessons from Dead Guys episodes will still be available. Uh, You'll still, uh, they'll just have an archived tag on them. Um, But officially with this episode, we roll the counter to one. We roll it back and we're starting fresh. Because sometimes resurrection, you know, sometimes death happens. 
shit happens, pain happens. We ugly face cry, we hurt, we lose our jobs, we cope, we have heart attacks, we have anxiety, we feel like the world's falling apart, but sometimes so does resurrection. So when death comes, instead of clinging, instead of fighting for our lives, to, to keep something alive in our life, just because we love it or we care about it or we put time and energy into it, best thing we can do is surrender because that surrender is what enters us into God so I'm going to close again with this quote from my very favorite Pierre Teilhard de Chardin that I opened up with and I hope that you'll ruminate on it you'll take a time to meditate on it and think on this quote what it means for you and your life Death surrenders us totally to God. It makes us enter into Him. We must, in return, surrender ourselves to death with absolute love and self-abandonment. Since when death comes, all we can do is surrender ourselves completely to the love and guidance of God.